Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 53 of the Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon Podcast. What up? We've got two Brandons here in a room, and we just saw for the second time Avengers Infinity War. And could you imagine we want to talk about it with you? Because that's what you do on a weekend like this if you're a geek and you have a podcast. Yeah, so we saw it on Thursday. Opening night. Opening night, the moment it came out. pre-opening night. Uh, We had quite an experience, which Which we will discuss. Yeah, it demands to be shared. And we needed to see it a second time. So we saw it. It's Sunday now. We saw it again. We've had the opportunity to kind of uh, download what happened twice. All three hours of it. This episode is going to be a special episode. We're going to give you nothing but a spoiler-full episode of Avengers Infinity War. Almost nothing but. We still want to bookend it with our magical little Of course. Trace. It's still a regular podcast, so we're st- we still have regular sponsors that we're going to have to read. Fake st- as they may be. We, yeah, we, we still are going to give you the awesome quote and geek history and a shadow of the synopsis at the end. Consider yourselves tantalized. I know it. I guess we should just kick it off right then and there with our fake sponsors. And wouldn't you know it, we have two of them this week. Always fresh, always bringing you guys the newest on-demand these None are of those pro- are the right products. Yeah, you're a good person. Products and services you're going to want to know about, first of which is... Sauce and Jizz brand sausages. Oh, do tell. Try this all-new meatless sausage option made with just two ingredients. Two. Just two. They're so juicy, tasty, and bursting with flavor. When your friends ask what's in them, just remember, two simple ingredients. That's Sauce and Jizz brand sausages. At Sauce and Jizz Sausages, our motto is, what's in a name? You know, we should probably clarify uh, that they sent us some for us to try before we talk about Uh them, and we should clarify that it's not what you think. It's not human semen. It's cow semen. Yeah. Yeah, supplying the jizz. And that sauce is mm, al dente. I don't know if sauce can be al dente. (laughs) You can put... How do you make al dente sauce? I don't know. You can make pasta that's al dente and then put sauce on it. I th- but I think but you if, won't even want pasta just with these. If you could possibly make sauce out al dente, this sauce would definitely be defined as al dente. Indeed. Hey, um, you know that's something you can consume. Sausages, brand sausages. True. Other things you consume, particularly for health benefits, are multivitamins. You've mm-hmm. heard about all these multivitamins like Centrum or this or that, right? But Centrum is the only one I know. <laughs> but there's a lot. It's the of only them. one you can think of yeah. off the top. Of but your there's head. like store brands. Yeah. Kirkland, you know, Costco probably has one. Sure. You've heard of them all. And they all claim of being all you need for this or that. You've also heard they'll provide all the supplementation in just a two-day or one-a-day form, right? Like the, oh, just one yeah, a day just or two a day. day. Oh, there's one. There's a brand, one a day. One a day. Yeah. Take that, <laughs> Centrum. Well, not anymore. Stop what you're doing and get to know this brand. Let me tell you about the all-new Clean Peter's multivitamin. Clean Peter. Clean Peter multivitamin. These babies are so chock full of every vitamin known to man. They're not two a day or even one a day. Nope. They're the first ever of their kind none-a-day multivitamin. How? How does that possibly yes? Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, tell me. They're so powerful, so concentrated, so just effervescent. Uh-huh. I don't even know if that's the right word. All you have to do is buy a bottle, okay. put them on your shelf, and just look at them, and you reap all the health benefits Ooh, of a one-a-day or two-a-day. Like a day. the aura of It just beams radiant health right into your body. Interesting. That's Clean Peter's multivitamin none-a-day. All it takes is five seconds of eye contact to absorb all the nutrients contained within. Check them out at cleanpetersnoneadaymultivitamin.com. Enter the promo code I love random fandom and their fake sponsors for 5% off. 
Wow. Can we talk about... all? I keep saying Age of Ultron. I don't know why I'm so stuck on that. Can we please talk about Infinity War now? Yes. That our fake fonts... <laughs> what? That our fake sponsors, we've gotten them... This is going to be our only topic. Therefore, it's got to be the topic of the week. It's the topic of the century, We should prob- probably cue the music right now. What great epic music to kick off an epic movie. Fitting. Discussion. (laughs) Now, reminder, this is a complete spoiler discussion. We are going to go through as much as we can within, I don't know, maybe close to 45, 50 minutes now. Right. If you have not seen this, there are some major, major spoilers in this movie that you do not want spoiled for you. So trust us if you have not watched it. Do not listen to the rest of this podcast. Just, just come yet, back anyways. to it. Yeah. But we're going to assume that the majority of you, just like in times past when we watch big titles like this and talk about it, you've watched it. Let's face it. This did the biggest box office ever at a reported, you know, and the numbers will fluctuate it in beat these. Star Wars. Yeah. Which was uh, previously. Force Awakens specifically. Yes. Uh, by a couple mil. But whatever. It's all in Disney's pocket. So they're just like, keep it rolling. Dude, God, they're making you can so much money lately. You can compete with yourself and be a winner regardless. Yeah. Uh, supported a reported 250 million and the numbers will, you know, as the box offices close on Sunday night fluctuate. But yeah, big money. And we were we were part of that. You know, we uh we were in twice invest, investors in that regard and happily so. This movie had a huge task, a huge undertaking culminating in 10 years of storytelling through multiple different franchises, sequels of those franchises, crossover, cross-pollination, still advancing a new story. Wow. And they pulled it off, I would yeah. say, as admirably as one could hope. Do you remember back with, was it Avengers or was it Civil War? I can't remember when we were having a discussion. Must No, we no, it must have been like Civil War, I think. When we were talking about what, what you coined as mutants do, mm-hmm. where we were just worried just af- before seeing that. We were like, you know, gosh, if you see those commercials, look how many heroes are in one movie. Is this going to be too much? Because... We've seen other movies like this where they throw too many heroes at you at one time. And they time, don't stick. And none of them have the time they deserve, and, and none of them stick. And this one... It made it, even the minor guys feel like they at least had a, had moment, a moment of shine. Yeah. They shined yeah. for at least a moment. They all had an actual purpose. It was like when they were writing this and directing this, they knew specifically, we've if we're going to have a character in this movie, they've got to have a crucial role in some way. And I like the fact that they broke them off into separate uh, groups. And it almost felt like they were tasked equally with someone their own skill level. Like, let's face it, the more human people or the people with the more, you know, grounded attack, you know, were We're on Earth. Yeah, we're kind of fighting the bigger battle. Whereas, you know, some of the bigger hitters and who had more cosmic abilities or altered abilities were fighting Thanos more directly. Well, yes, yeah, yes and no. For the most part. I think they just. It was kind of an interesting mix, really, because you had, I mean, to have Thor and Rocket and Groot as one group that really, I really love the dynamic that they had, and he keeps calling them Rabbit. Yeah. And and like little things like that, I thought were really great. And then, of course, you had the Spider-Man and Iron Man thing, which we've seen before, that kind of parental relationship that they had, and it even more this time was, you can see it's developing and it's developed, and we've gotten it um in a very dramatic way here. And so, and then of course you throw Dr. Strange in, 
who is very similar to Iron Man in a lot of ways. And With so his wit, his intelligence. Even look. And then, and then yeah. of course, they're butting heads. The cool facial hair. <laughs> yeah. And can I say Doctor Strange, as far as the standalone movies, that one out of the recent... Uh, how many ever movies say in the last like five years? That one yeah. kind of fell through the cracks for me. It just didn't really pull me in. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was different. It was. It's different when you have magic versus physical ability. But he mattered in this one so much more than I felt like he even mattered yeah. in his oh, own yeah, movie. Oh, yeah, he did. And he was up fighting the front line, and he was, you know, I think almost everything that they made a decision on as a group, though as much as there was dissent and differing opinions and within their own group, kind of came through him. I felt like he was like almost like the spearhead. A lot of it was. Well, especially in that one particular group that left to go to Titan. Yes. I mean, he was... It was like Iron Man kept trying to be a leader. He kept trying to be the head. But you could tell that Doctor Strange himself was kind of trying to usurp that power himself. Uh, It was an interesting dynamic because you had two alpha men, you know, alpha males, trying to almost battle it out to who's going to be the boss. And then, of course, you get Star-Lord in there. Yeah, who was kind of... Which and he's kind of the alpha male in his group, but certainly not matching the alpha ness of the other two. I agree. But like trying to was kind of funny. It was. Yeah. And that whole scene with him trying to basically show up Thor when yeah, same thing. they first take him on. That was that was cool. Okay, so instead of just going beat by beat because this movie is huge, we're gonna assume you know how it played out, but we just want to give you our opinions on what really worked the little stuff that probably didn't work and where do we go from here? Some of the questions we're left with, some of the inferences, some little nods to other things and kind of our predictions, hopes, whatever the right word is uh, for the inevitable sequel, which is rumored out. Yeah, multiple. Well, yeah. Oh, you mean just the, just the, yeah, Avengers Infinity War sequel. Yes. The at least part two. Yeah, I think, Yeah. yeah. And I think we should touch on some of the upcoming movies and how those play in too. Oh yeah. Or at least our predictions. That's a question that definitely needs to be answered. So let's just kind of do a little volley here. I'm going to start with some of the things that I thought were really good. I think we already touched on this, but let me just say officially, I thought the pacing was really good right from the oh action the start. Yeah, just it yeah. picks up right where Thor Ragnarok left off, and from that point, it is full steam ahead with a few little reflective, smaller, quieter scenes, like when it shows how Thanos came to basically rip Gamora away from her home and you know make yeah. her his daughter. Um, and then a few slower scenes sprinkled throughout, but I mean, it was nonstop and it's like blink and you miss it kind of deal. Oh wait, we, you know what we should do? Sorry. I'm going to interrupt myself. Let's tell you about why we had to see it a second time. Granted, we would have seen it a second oh, yeah. time anyways, cause this movie's so vast and it really does demand to be watched a second time. And it was a joy. It wasn't a chore, but, but our situation oh, opening night. I don't know if I'm, it's a young man's game and I just don't know if I have it anymore in me. Opening night, we go to the theater and it's of course it's packed i bought tickets pretty far in advance for yeah, the both of us it's wall-to-wall packed in there um and then i showed up probably about 40 minutes early just to get decent seats which i'm glad i did i mean right because this this theater specifically we've talked about other theaters in our neighborhood just probably like yours that have the new assigned scene the luxury seats the bar in the the theater which yeah. is kind of the trending and those are nice yes this, so one this one was, was like not that. this one was like the airplane seat. Everyone's packed in a room. First come, really first warm. Serve. Yeah, first co- first come, first serve on the seating. In the theater itself, almost completely ruined the movie because the viewing experience was so bad. I love people's passion. I love people's fandom. Yes, I and love we love people nerds. nerding out. And I'm one of you. 
but not at the risk of bad public etiquette. Oh my God. So basically... These guys are so socially inept. And I'm saying, when I say these guys, I literally mean... The people in, a in theater our direct of vicinity, A couple especially. of hundred people probably in that theater. Oh yeah, easily. One in 10 was ridiculous and it yeah. ruined the movie. So people could not stop clapping. I get it. You're hyped up. You've waited years for this. Um, but come on, man. Like, stop clapping after a line that happens in the commercial happens on screen. You knew it was coming. You, in fact, said that audibly for people to hear, but yeah. fell on deaf ears. Uh, yeah, when one time when something happened, oh, the get this man his shield, yes. right? That happens. And the crowd, for some reason, just starts going, oh, and starts clapping. And I just yelled out, it was in the commercial. Yes, we like, knew this we was coming. We knew this was coming. And you knew everyone was going to show up. Yes, it was cool to see you know, Captain America make his entrance with uh, Falcon and Widow. When and it, was, it looked like it was game over for right, uh, which and, and it was Vision. cool to see Wakanda again, and it was. But it's been two months. It we was cool there. to see Spider Man again, hop out of the bus, which, by the way, was also in the commercial. And yet, people act like, "Oh my God, my mind is blown right now." It's like, come on, and, man! And, and every they, time people cheer, and that's and fine clapped. for like one or two times, but when it's continuous throughout a two-hour and forty-minute movie, and then the cheers and the audible ooh, and then the talk, the chatter that there shortly after disallows you to hear what's going on then because the movie doesn't stop for applause breaks it's not like broadway show like and applause and then the lines come on right. no the lines keep happening so there was a lot of dialogue we missed yes and I, we life. understand fandom obviously we yes. understand being excited but but there's it, etiquette dudes. you're in public there's theater etiquette and that theater was filled with people who don't understand it and then then the yeah, woman the well no let, let's throw in real well, quick the, the woman baby. behind us oh, oh oh there's a crying baby i don't mind a crying baby what are you as doing much. bringing your baby to an, an eight o'clock show i, I know uh, I, that one i don't quite mind couldn't find a baby i get it but then there was the woman behind us who was going crazy with everything and at the end sobbing like just bawling and i understand being emotional at the end but it's like you realize and yes once again let's apply a little, here's logic a little here. bit of a spoiler yes half the, the heroes die we know they're not dead forever. Come on. We know that. I think she's maybe sad the fact that she has to wait a year, potentially. I don't know. I don't know. I tried to see it through their point of view. It still didn't make sense to me, but yeah. whatever. Then, think outside of myself. And then the worst of it was a dude who was, was so this, picking a fight in the theater. Yes, and so he comes in three separate times and clearly in a psychotic state or a altered state. Yeah. Using every other word was MF or the N-word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say those words. You know what yes. I'm saying. Yeah, you're not Samuel L. Jackson. You can't say those words. <laughs> those are like his two top, <laughs> especially in a Tarantino movie. Um, and I think after the first time he came in, and he was tried trying to get like his friend up, someone's to attention like and fight. get him outside. And people started yelling at him, and they started throwing things. And, and like, then he Sit finally, down. and then yeah, and it, it's just a little bit distracting. And then he comes back a second time, and that's when people just lost their shit. He was he, people out were of getting up. People are like getting up. He shoved some guy. Uh, some lady fell over. Uh, it was a scrum, basically, like a yeah. you know, like a like a little sports fight when everyone's pushing and shoving and trying to back each other up. And the whole time the movie's playing, the movie's going on the whole time. I'm like, this, this is awesome. It's and like, I'm, cool. We've been waiting ten years to see and this. I'm, That's we're great. smack dab in the middle of a, like a center aisle in the middle. I got people on either side of me. You don't know what's about to go out or yeah. what's about to go yeah. down. The lights are down. You know, it's. Um, I started feeling that flight or fight response. So then he left. He, he gets almost escorted yeah, out basically. in a way. But then... Then the manager comes in about 10 minutes later, (laughs) stops the the, movie. This movie pauses or stops completely. The lights come up. And everybody's like, what the hell? And he comes to tell us, 
that we've taken care of the situation and we're sorry. And then people and we start like, booing him. And people were like booing him. They're like, good, fine. Then to turn back the movie, turn the movie back. It on. was like there was going to be blood. <sighs> it was it weird. Was so so something we had to see it in full a, moon or something. a slightly more contained, relaxed atmosphere, okay. and that's what we just did. Anyways. That's why we saw it. Opening night. That's one of the reasons we saw it twice. It's something I need to think about, like think twice about going forward. I love being a part of it in the ground floor, but if it's going to be like that. Well, eh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. More to the good stuff. Thank you for that little sidebar. It was kind of fun. You would have had to been there. And if you were there, then you know what we're talking about. Then you would have wished you weren't. So many moving parts, people, interactions, pacing. I just thought for as much as this movie had to juggle, it did so very well. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I know that's kind of a big statement. I'll get, we'll get more specific later, but I thought that was just right off the bat. It's like, we're going to be moving oh, a oh, mile yeah. You're gonna a minute here. You're going to fit 40 heroes in there and somehow make them all relevant. I mean, that's hard to do. That Look at Justice League, who just puts a few in a room together and they just okay, box the whole play. thing up. Yeah. This one, I, I think they did a really good job. And... Like I was mentioning earlier about them separating the heroes into different groups this time, it gave for different dynamics, which yeah. made them feel fresh and new. And each one had like a superpower with them, with some of the more like minor guys, like more hand to hand combat kind of guys, like a widow or a falcon or right. a, a war machine, even. Yeah. Yes. And there was a lot more teamwork in this. And I, I, I like that. There was not very much, in fact, I can't think of a single one on one fight. Yeah. Besides, besides Hulk and Thanos. For all 10 seconds. The, which was 10 mm, seconds. Now, that. that's another thing. Okay, that, Should we let's touch bring on that? that was bad. Wait, why was that bad? 10 seconds of the Hulk? Okay, well, Come on. sure. And he got his ass kicked. And like, yeah. And then he just basically quit. I think he's just done. Like, between Thor, Ragnarok, he kind of lost, you know, because Thor ended up beating him in that uh, gladiatorial arena with the Grandmaster. And now just getting his ass kicked handedly by Thanos. I don't think Hulk wants to come out anymore. He's like, if I can't be the best, uh, I'm done. And so yeah, then the whole movie, Bruce yeah, Banner's uh, just trying to agitate Hulk him ED and try to get him out. On. Yeah, he was he was impotent. But at the same time, just that that beginning where <clears throat> Thanos and Hulk go head to head, and Thanos is kicking his ass, it makes you realize how badass of a person or whatever he is, creature Thanos entity. is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just just how incredibly strong he is because the Hulk is supposed to be one of the most strongest beings in the universe, and he can he's basically like that trump card that the Avengers keep pulling. Right, we, we have a Hulk. Hulk that right? was a callback to the 2012 one. And I love yeah. that fact that Loki, who was told that yes. in the original Avengers Picked by Iron that. Man, says we have a Hulk, and then it was the Hulk who came in and just tore Loki up by just grabbing him and just smashing him around, and. Now that Loki is a little bit more on the good side, Loki says to Thanos, we have a Hulk, right before the Hulk comes in and starts beating the hell out of well, trying to beat the hell out of him, and Thanos just turns it around instantly. and, and, and Didn't even break a sweat. Yeah. I mean, and it was kind of interesting that, um, oh, what was that character? Describe him for me. I'll name it. Uh, Voldemort. Oh, uh, Ebony Maw. Ah, okay. Thank you. I like how Ebony Maw only... says, no, let him have his fun. Yeah. And that's the way they see it. They see Thanos is nearly just unbeatable. And it, so far, I mean, he's he proven that. Yeah. You mentioned Thanos. That's another uh, up for me, a thumbs up for me about this movie. Mm. Sometimes I've felt I agree. in the past that the Marvel movies can have really generic or bland villains. Like, name me the villain from Iron Man 3, for instance. The 
The scientist Mandarin. Uh, Mandarin? No, that, he was just a big fake out, remember? Well, yes, but he was the bad guy for a little while, and then it was the other he guy. He was never the bad guy. But you to, to your go, point. Yes, but you don't really they remember. They weren't very good. Sometimes a bland, or like the elf guy from Thor 2, Dark World. Yeah, he's just so generic. Yeah. Thanos, this is one of the best in Marvel I mean, granted, he's a very movies. established villain in the comic lore, so you get it. And yes, they are loosely basing this off the Infinity War saga uh, comics, yeah. but... He was great, and like the fact that he was always slow and thoughtful, and he spoke eloquently. You know, he just always seemed to be in control. He knew what he wanted to do. He realized, you know, that what he was doing was right in his mind, and he had justification for what he's doing. And he he suffered, you know, because yep. the choices he made, he realized, weren't without a cost. He referred to it, you know, pretty consistently. And my favorite line from him when Iron Man like basically pulls out all these stops in you know one to one combat. He's like all that for a drop of blood, mm-hmm. and smiles like. Nah, I'm and he's basically you like, no, th- you re- don't realize how indestructible I am. Yeah, yeah, I I really like the and way he always seemed in control. I just like that about. He him. was written incredibly well. He was directed incredibly well. And you saw and then Brolin's the motion face capture. In too. Yeah, the motion capture by Josh Brolin was was just it was something powerful with the fact that it was good CG on top of that. Yes, it made Thanos the character really believable. He was what Apocalypse should have been. Yes. In the X Men, I don't Apocalypse. even Apocalypse. Thank you. Age <laughs> yeah. of was it Age of No. Sure, I don't know. Age of Ultron Apocalypse. Yep. Yeah. No. He he was uh, he was exactly what he needed to be. This movie was more of a Thanos movie than any other character. I agree. I mean, sure, you can say, well, all of the other heroes combined had more screen time. Sure, maybe, but. In the end, this was a Thanos movie. He really commanded. They it almost too. could have called it Thanos, yeah, which would, would have been, been kind of cool. I would have been okay with it. Uh, a downside for me: Thanos's children, very generic. Oh, I like them. What did you like about them? I thought they. I thought they all were very, very unique, except for the woman who had the kind of like the black horns, like almost like she looked um, like she was from Starcraft. Oh, what was her name? Now nah, you got me there. I don't know. They never said their names except for Ebony Ma. Proxima it, Midnight. That's what oh, that's of course, her name. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, but uh, the big guy was was kind of generic too. Yeah, but and Ebony Maw, I thought was well. He was good, of course. He was really the only one good. with character. And then he was um, kind of like Thanos's mouthpiece, the elfish looking guy with the uh, the staff that can. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that. Guy. See, I can't even remember that guy's name. I, I actually kind of liked him. I just actually from... thought he was done really well. He was yeah. had a very cool, unique look. Yeah, he looked dark elfish. You would almost say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like assassin like. He almost looked like something from Thief, the old games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. See, cool. I was thinking something from like uh, a Skyrim or something. Yeah, he was cool. Uh, he was a badass, but yeah, the others just never—they just seemed very generic to me. Yeah, I would have liked to know more about their I backstory. The how they picked how Thanos good. picked them up and said, "You know, I want you to fight for me." Did so he invade think, their home planets and adopt yes. them? I think the way it is is that he'll invade a planet and he'll take like one person, a la Gamora, a la Gamora, and a la Nebula, Nebula too. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what he does is he'll he'll try to find somebody like that he sees some sort of strength or fight in Something that he person can harness. and he just raises them to be a be one of his quote children. I mean they call them the children of Thanos, you know. In a way you're all children of Thanos. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I I, I actually I mean I see what you're saying, but I I think that they did pretty well with them. The Black Order. I I, I just like them. What surprises worked for you? Um, I think 
you know, if you were to say well, Loki getting the axe right off the bat, that was surprising, especially it was the first time we saw it. I was just like, oh, well, here's the, we, everybody, plane. everybody's questioning who do you think's going to die in this first die, die or disappear? Well, you and know? that's the kind of interesting thing is all of the preconceived thoughts that we had on who might die and who might live went completely out the window when Thanos snapped his finger. Yeah, that was a huge surprise. Which, by the way, that was in the comics. He does snap his finger and half of the universe dies. I just didn't think they'd take it there. <laughs> I just I just thought they would stop him somewhere before getting the last soul stone or something like that. Definitely dark for a Marvel but, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but let's go over some other surprises for me and... Um, you know, if I take your steal your thunder, my bad. But Red Skull, complete oh, surprise. That was that was a they surprise. They hit that under wraps so well. And they didn't really explain why he was there. They they he the touched Tesseract on it. transported him to yeah. this universe. They said his... I I tried stealing one and as a result it sent me here to lead others to the soul stone of which I could never have. Because he has nothing of but like, to trade. It still was like Okay, but why? It was you, just an excuse to. It was an excuse to throw of, him in, which Hugo Weaving didn't play him. It sounded just like him, though. See, you say that, but I thought it, it sounded did. different. And mm-hmm. we kind of had that discussion. You were like, "No, I'm pretty sure it's him," and I was like, ah, "I feel I like it's wrong. different." Um, but I mean, it was still good. I mean, you knew exactly who he was. And it, it got an audible gasp both times. Yeah. So it worked for that purpose. Yes. It's a talking point, and I don't mind it. You know, just saying he's not completely gone. Probably never see him again, but who knows? I also, I know. yeah. Because now the Soul Stone's claimed, so like, is he like, okay, I'm done now. Does he just magically disappear now? I don't I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, whatever He's power like, the Stone's n- had over Now him. what do I do? And they're like, uh, I don't know, stay on the mountain. He's like, damn it. <laughs> um, I was surprised su- okay, with yes. Gamora. Yeah, I, I thought one of the Guardians for sure were gone. I thought it'd be Drax. I just thought in my mind it'd be Drax because yeah. he's so foolhardy and just runs into battle. Because he doesn't really have a purpose. He's <laughs> he, he, comic he, release. He's comic release. Re- release? Oh. <laughs> release that comic. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, he's comic relief, but so is Mantis. So is Quill. Like They all kind of They are. all kind of were in, yeah. in Guardians, which worked for Guardians because it was more of a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. But in a movie like this, oh, man, I just... We've talked about this before. I just wish they would use him to be the brute he is a little bit more than the comedian. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he did, what, basically a slide tackle in this movie? If that, barely? that's like the only yeah. action you really see from him. Yeah, it really wasn't much. What else surprised you, if anything, that you can think of here in this moment? That, well, I'll tell you what kind of surprised me is how freaking long it took for them to realize that maybe we should just destroy the soul gem. Sorry, Vision, but you are an AI, and I'm sorry, but you're not important as the hundreds of people dying on the battlefield at this very moment. So that's moment. not necessarily a good surprise in the in the sense of the word. Sure, I'm just I guess I'm just turning it into a a, a little bit of a bitch. But every agree, time though. as as Thanos gets closer and closer and closer, and, and people starts- are dying and dying, and they're still just not willing to just go, guys, people are dying out here on the battlefield. Maybe we should just destroy the gem, the the soul gem. Just, just do it. It wasn't the soul gem; is the mind stone. Oh, sorry, mind. it's okay. I, I, yep. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm that guy. But mind is yellow, soul is orange. My bad. You mentioned that kind of. It reminded me when, especially when it's painting them at the the beginning, and she's like, "What's wrong?" It really harkened back to Frodo, and every time Sauron has his eyes set on Frodo, oh, yeah. he'd like talk to him, and he'd flash real quick, and yeah. he'd like kind of twinge out, and people were like, "What's going on?" I didn't it, think it about just, that, but yeah, yeah. it kind of had that little feeling to it. Uh, another 
Okay, so those were some good, mostly good surprises. Uh, something that kind of bugged me, and I, when I say kind of, it actually did. <laughs> Telegraphing. They te- telegraphed a lot of stuff. This is, and not just in Marvel movies, any movie like almost. What? When you tell someone you love them, that someone's going to get jacked up. Okay, Vision, which I love you. Yeah, right, yeah, We yeah. should stay together. Yeah, totally. Vision gets jacked from the beginning. Granted, he gets a moment of triumph and he kills the dark elf child. Um, but he was basically just getting jacked up the whole movie. And then, of course, we know he had to die twice. <laughs> Poor guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm dead. Goodbye. Oh, wait, I'm back to life. Oh, shit. Now oh, I'm getting I'm my, my existence ripped off my forehead. Um, and then I thought for sure Tony was di- going to die. Like, I thought that from I the beginning. Too. And then they telegraph, again, telegraphing, because remember, he's going to get married to Pepper. And I love you. I'll see you tonight for dinner. Don't say that to someone. It's like, it's basically the rule of thumb when it comes to sex and Jason at Camp Crystal Lake. If you have sex, he's going to come for you. And it's like, almost in this movie, right. if you tell someone you love him, someone in that relationship is going to get it. I was surprised that they didn't follow up with Killing Iron Man, especially when he rams them through. I'm like, oh no. But sure. we'll get to that later yeah. as to why. Quill and Gamora too. Same yeah, thing. Yeah, and then I've, I'll, I love you so much or I've always loved you. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of that stuff, you know, and I think they did that a little too much in this one. If you tell yeah. someone you love them or if you develop a relationship with them, someone's going to get hurt. But at the same time, you have to sort of feel for the person who loves who's dying. Well, yes, and that's to, why they do it is to build yeah. up emotion and then have it feel like it's ripped away from you. Well, in the, in, in the movie, you had, you had uh, Star-Lord or Quill, whatever you want to call him, pretty much ruin everything. Yeah, by, they had it, but they had to do Because that. of his emotion and his hatred for Thanos after he learned that Gamora died at the hands of Thanos. And 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 but he didn't murder he her. He was within know? a second. With it like one more second they could have got the glove off and then they could have beat the shit out of him. But he just he was so um flawed human in that moment. And it kind of ruined everything and if you really go back to it you can point to that one moment as the reason that Thanos got away with what he did. Yep. And the reason that the snap of his finger killed half of the universe in a moment is because Star-Lord let his emotions overcome him. It was it was necessary. It was necessary, but I just think they did it too much. But I don't I agree with you. I agree with you on that. Sorry. And I guess I was changing topics a little bit about that bugging me a bit. Sure. Is that they put everything on Star-Lord, making Star-Lord, who's a cool character, making me dislike him less now. Yeah. I thought I, th- I actually liked him the most in this movie out of the three times we've seen him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Even after? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I thought it just gave him some much-needed depth. Not even much-needed, but he was a little less jokey this time, and he wasn't doing the dance into was the music. He? Well, yeah. For the, because well, his they time, start with him. Do, but that was pretty and, much it. Yeah. You know, and I liked how he got like real. You know, kind of a la I how he did okay. at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy two when he finally got real when learning about his mom and his dad. You know. Yeah. Uh, I liked, well, I kind of talked about this uh, as a like a more broad topic, but let me give you some specifics, though. The cohesion between all the prior films and how they interact, you know, like just little things that made me like, oh, yeah, when he they mentioned Kevin Bacon and Footloose, and now Spidey's right. talking about it because now Spider-Man's on this pop culture kick, and when he mentions aliens and they blow uh, Ebony Ma out the... Out the side of the wall, yeah. Like the in Aliens. Yeah. Or the cell phone thing. Remember what's like, wait, Tony Stark's got all this cool tech, and you notice he had that old cell phone? Do you remember why? Well, I don't remember specifically why that. Because I know at that the w- end of Civil War, when Steve Rogers is penning him and apologizing to him and saying... Yeah, he sends you, him that. And he sends him the cell yeah. phone. And I'm like, okay, all these little callbacks to things, and it just 
There's a lot of great oh, I remember meshing. that, yeah. I thought you were talking about specifically why it was a flip phone or something like that. Oh, okay. But it's just so that's know. what happened to be what he sent him. Yes. And, but he's been holding on to it for, we assume, two years since it's been two years And he carries time. it with him. Yes. You notice that, yeah. Because he, he knew there would be a day where you'd have to. And then the uh, we're not really on talking terms and like, well, do you see what's happening outside? We don't have yeah. time to... It doesn't matter who you're not talking to right now. Yeah. I thought that was a good line. Yeah. I just... The cohesion... And it's between, interesting... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'll let you no, finish just, that I'm, I'm recapping. Just the cohesion between a lot of these little things that were brought up in one movie or one set of movies that then someone else, mm-hmm. you know, acknowledges almost inadvertently. Right. And I, I do like that. It does make it so that if you are a fan and have watched all of the other movies, you could enjoy this movie so much more. Yes. And it feels like the filmmakers are, you know, aware of what's happening in other movies, even if it's not one of their own. Oh, of course. Well, they ha- of course, they have to be. And of co- I guarantee they've got several people whose job it is to specifically make sure there's cohesion among all the Marvel movies. I, I guarantee that's in there. One of the things that kind of bummed me out is, you know, there's 30, 40, I, d- I don't know, you know, but recognizable names. Some of them, you realize that they're not going to probably get the time they deserve or do as much as you would like them to if you're a fan specifically. But I just felt like Bucky had nothing to offer this movie. He didn't. That's he the shot one exception like to what seconds. I was mentioning earlier. And even Black Panther kind of felt almost insignificant. Yeah, you're right, As far as actually. on the battlefield, too. Yeah. Yeah. He, didn't he got really like f- five minutes of screen time. I guess time. I didn't really mind it because I just we just came off from seeing Black Panther. Yeah, that's true. I think, and that could speak to the point where why maybe he was a little, you know, backburned. Yeah, and but, I don't mind that. I think that might have been smart. Yeah, but man, Bucky did nothing, and well, except really fade away and shoot a gun and team up with Rocket for a split second. And right. I know, that's another little consistent thing when I'm talking about like some of the cohesion between like the behaviors or happenings of one you mean movie. Rocket's desire to for, for body parts. Yeah, yes. so you know he talks yeah. about the stolen leg. He uses uh, the eye for Thor, which I know that kind of bugged you. That did and bug then me. he's like, ooh. I want to get my hands on that baby when he sees Bucky's yeah. prosthetic arm. Yeah, he's kind like, how much funny. for the gun? He's like, it's not for sale. And he goes, how much for the arm? And then he just kind of turns around. He's like, I'm going to get that arm. Yeah, he, he <laughs> has a thing for prosthetics. I think it's fun. I don't know why, but I think it's I think it's pretty funny. Something that really kind of... I mean, this is going to be a little bit of a gripe. Iron Man's suit was nearly invulnerable uh, and it and regenerated it and it could and, fix walls now and when, it, yeah, they, fixed it fixed wall and in space saved him when after he got impaled yeah it, it was a little there was his his suit is too much of a it can do anything trump card and, and it, they briefly tried to touch on why but it was just oh like a he word. just turns around and goes new suit oh yeah nano nano technology that's okay done period yeah. okay I mean, cool every time his suit's gotten a little more progressively futuristic with new tech but yeah when he's thrown out like i don't know what that was at the beginning when they do that first fight in new york but he throws out those like support lasers and he's making a shield and then he's i like, think i think there were speakers i think he was doing surround sound <laughs> i guess <laughs> check out this photon blast and surround sound Dolby yeah that Digital. was a little weird yeah and then he's dude you notice he had a shield more than captain america did Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it like, was a big shield, too. Yeah. And, and then Spider-Man's suit, which we saw previously. Yes. In it was the teased. very first, well, sort of teased at and the end of like, nah, Homecoming. And then he's like, nah, I'm going to stick with what I got. And then, he, yeah. And so he finally gets the suit, which me, I was kind of like, cool. I really, really like that suit. But then it, it just it, it just starts out with the one piece hitting his back and then forming a yeah, nanotech that, suit around so him. It's like Iron Man... And he can suddenly just know how Spider-Man. to use it, like when he's walking up, and then the the helmet goes away, right? And so, oh, by the way, they touch on the same thing for Black Panther, 
Black yes. Panther suit was also nanotechnology coming from the necklace. Yeah. In Black Panther, I remember kind of going, ah, that seems convenient. too easy and convenient, but okay, they're leagues above the rest of the world's technology, so I guess I'll forgive it. But then when I see Iron Man has it, and Spider-Man now has it, and those he created the Spider-Man suit before Wakanda opened their doors to the rest of the world. Remember that? He somehow created the same technology separately. Yeah. Right? Like little little kind of oversight yeah. in a way. I, I feel you. But yeah, the Iron Man suit could just do anything without really having to explain how he yeah. made upgrades. Whereas in his first few movies, you see him actively interacting within his lab and stuff like this, and he tests yeah. things out and they don't always work. And this one is just like, yeah, he's just, he can do, basically the suit can do whatever he needs to do. And I mean, I know do. he's a genius. He's one of the smartest but, but people in the world. he's made it almost like on. a Green Lantern. Like he thinks it, and now it can do it just I on know. the spot without yeah. really explaining I think they got to dial that back. Although the look to it, it was very one cool. of the freshest looks for sure. Well, it, yeah, it was very very cool, and it was a lot more streamlined and thin. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't. A, Didn't have. It edges, wasn't a tech armor. Bulky. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel you. It, it's a small gripe, but still something that I felt both times. Now, can we talk about actually who we didn't see in this movie? Other than the obvious Hawkeye. Yeah, we did not see Hawkeye. Which at least I would put that in the good column that they at least addressed it in this one. Yeah. Very quick little expository. And let's also say, here's a little bit of a prediction. Mm -hmm. I feel like Hawkeye wasn't in this movie on purpose until... Because he wants to take a step back. He wants to focus on his family. And he fought on Cap's side, too, so he probably feels a little blacklisted by the government. Yes. Now, half of the world's population, half of the universe's population, has now just faded away into ash. I would not be surprised if in the next movie, whether we see it or not... But his family turned to ash, and he's left. That and it puts him back in. He action. goes, "I need to figure out what the hell's going on." So then it puts him back into the action. That's what I see happening. That's a catalyst for him. But and yes, but how is that going to play out? This is kind of in the category of well, what's going on going to happen cinematically in the next year because we know Ant Man Wasp comes out later this year, and does that take place right up until? The events. I don't know. Of this or movie. is it afterward? Or yeah. Or maybe I. Here's how I could see that playing out. Because it it literally Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch, <laughs> Scarlet Johansson, uh, Black Widow. But she literally says he and Scott are doing something basically. Like Clint and Scott are basically on assignment. Something like that. Okay. I'm not crazy. You heard that right? When they say where's Clint and she goes, oh he and Scott are figuring something out. And he goes who? And she goes yeah. Ant Man. And he's like and he goes we have an Ant Man and, and a like, Spider Man. No, yeah. Which was a funny yeah funny line. But I could see like him being a part of the Ant Man Wasp movie, helping out, and then I could okay. see at the that very kind of cool. That yeah, that'd be a cool little team up. They're like lesser abled as far as like <laughs> yeah. So you know, you know the they're like mid Carters. They're not the, uh-huh. the top attractive feature. Totally. But I could see them at the very end of that movie, like in an Easter egg scene, like getting a call, like hey, come quick, and then they look outside and like everyone's People turned to ash right around them. Like the the events of their own movie lead right into the. Snap of the finger. By you know Thanos. what I wouldn't mind is if at the end of that, if that, if you're right, Something and that like were that. to happen, I would like it almost if Wasp lives and Ant Man fades away. Okay. So that Wasp is now half of the equation. Because because I feel like they got to introduce her to the Ant-Man. the uh, Avengers inevitably. Right. She was one of the originals if you go back in comics. So yeah. Well yeah, and so is Ant Man. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I think that would be. Mm. I think that would be kind of neat. Um, but. We do know that Captain Marvel is coming in between. Oh, yeah, the Easter egg also, scene. The only Easter egg scene. Usually there's two. They, right at the, yeah, so right at the end, um, at the end spoiler, or I'm sorry, at, at the end credit scene, 
If you didn't stick around to see it, what happened was you saw Nick Fury and the Maria Hill woman, Agent Maria Hill, Hill um, basically see cars start crashing. They get out. Notice where do these people go? There's nobody driving the car. Post finger snap. She fades away. Yes, this is this is basically right after the finger snap. She fades away. He sees other things happening, and he's like, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta run over to the car." He uh, grabs what looks like a pager. It looks like something from Men in he Black. He basically pages um, somebody. Then all of a sudden, we just see sending, sending. Yeah, and and then we see the Captain Marvel symbol. Yeah, the little eight point star thing. And so I wouldn't be surprised if what because what we're we know we're gonna get a Captain Marvel, and we know it's gonna be a prequel. Of it has sorts. to be. And so I wouldn't because- be surprised if in the end credit scene of that. Is her receiving the t- the the page Completely. or something along those lines? Absolutely, and that will probably be the last movie taking us into uh, part two. Yep, I like that idea. I subscribe to it, and you notice it's on a pager, so it has to be a prequel because that's '90s technology. I bet like the story takes place probably in the '90s, you know, and then she stays secret and hidden. Yeah, well, I mean, it looked like a pager. Who knows what it really was? It could be some space tech. I I could see that working out like a Wonder Woman. Like you already know who she is, but here's how she came to know us. You know. Like Wonder well, Woman kind of did. Most people in most people, people don't, don't know, know who Captain yeah, Marvel right. is. Yeah. Um, and, and she kind of looks like Alison Wonder Brie, Woman. I think. A little bit, yeah. She's basically she's basically like a superwoman. Yeah. In a way, I mean, she's got similar powers in a lot of ways, and she dresses similarly. Yeah, she's endowed with all those powers. Well endowed. Is she? She is well. No, I was just a couple more topics we want to hit because yeah, my speaking goodness, of large breasts, this, let's yeah, let's let's go watch porn. Uh, not together though. It didn't work out so well last time. What did I like? I like the fact that we got introduced to an ever-expanding cinematic, well, no pun intended, universe. Like, yes, this is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but we're seeing more of this universe. Oh, this is the first time that, yeah, everyone is... There's well, I guess not Vormir, everyone is out in space. Valandar, however you say that. Nowhere. Titan. Titan. I love how we're seeing new scapes. And And before, you only saw that in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, they were the only ones that probed the galaxy. Everything else was almost exclusively in new york because that's where aliens always decide to attack or bad guys decide mm-hmm. to you know get nasty so i like that i thought that was cool i really liked vormir i thought that was a cool planet so vormir was where the soul stone was being kept okay. that big kind of deserty nightmarish yeah. looking planet what's the one with peter dinklage i don't i didn't think that was a planet so much as it was just it was like, like a station a station out in space now what did oh, you and think that was another of good that? part okay so you i thought it was great to see him and a total surprise they kept on under wraps so much well, so people many things were starting to, people were it was leaking when they said a that dwarf, peter though. dinklage was there now he has the distinction was of in the movie two different marvel characters different you know sure companies, one's in the sony maybe. universe yeah when he did the, the days of the future past sure welcome to the elite company and uh, I thought I, it was great. I think it was a great cameo in a way. People, people who saw them, you could hear people when his face gets shown. People were like, "Oh, it's Peter Dinklage." Did you hear that guy go? Is that Tyrion? Oh, no, did he? Show. Oh my god, that guy needs. Um, but I, I liked it. Yeah, I thought that whole scene of them having to restart the reactor was not that necessary. And in such a long movie, they probably could have cut it out. Yeah, to the I, point I agree. where. They could have shown up and, I don't know, done a quick switch. Okay, boom, stars back on. Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like it was, when watching it, I didn't think this scene is annoying me. But afterwards, when I think about... They didn't come back to it continuously. They came back yes. for like two Afterwards, when times. I think about what, what in this movie did I think was not necessary to be there? And that's what I come to, is that one scene where they're making the axe. But... 
I did like how Groot finally had a purpose and to become the handle. And I just think that's oh, yeah, a really neat little mix is that now Thor's axe is actually made with Groot wood. It's part Groot. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And in that scene where he's harnessing the power of the star to start the reactor to start the forge and whatnot mm-hmm. and melt all the Dwarven space metal. I just love that line when he goes, you know, it could kill you. And he's like, do you mean I'll die? And he's like, yes, that's what killing you is. <laughs> it was such a that, stupid joke. But, but it, it was, was so delivered well. It was just... it was just, And Dinklage's response it was like... Out of, it was out of place. Yeah, because it's like this deathly serious <laughs> moment. And that kind <laughs> I of feeds I think that in, was funny. That was a, a good joke. And that feeds into another high point for me. The humor was was nice it wasn't too much where it has been See, in the past I think it was a little bit too much i didn't find it oh, that man. way man i i thought that wherever there was not a serious moment there was humor whenever there was a very serious moment there was still bits of humor and i kind of felt like it, there are certain times where they needed to be like simmer down just a second can you give me an example focus. i'm not trying to like counteract you but i was just i'm trying to think of a moment where Okay, well, so for example, when Drax is doing that whole thing about standing still, he's standing uh, so still, he's invisible. That, that was kind of dumb. That was about a minute or two. That was probably two minutes, so I shouldn't complain out of a two-hour and 40-minute movie. But it was a very serious scene where she, where Gamora is telling Star-Lord, if he gets me, you just need to kill me. Trust me. And she's crying. And I mean, he's... Agree- Finally showing emotion, too. Yes, yeah, for somebody who doesn't really show emotion, she's showing a lot of emotion. And Star-Lord is reluctantly saying, okay, I will. Because I love you, I will be the one to kill you if that happens. And I feel like they should have just let it be instead of having Drax there who crunches on a chip. They were Zorg nuts or Zorg nuts or something. All uh, Peter and family guy. Yeah. And uh, I almost felt like, that ruined the seriousness of the moment. Mm. And to the point where the majority of people are looking at that scene as a Drax scene, almost more than a Gamora and Star-Lord scene. And so I feel like they kind of needed to, to like cut some of that stuff out. I feel you there. Yeah. Uh, so something that kind of bums me out, but I, I agree with it. This, based on where this movie ended, it pretty much puts the MCU minus two confirmed movies we know about between now and a year from now, Ant-Man, Wasp, Captain Marvel, it pretty much puts the rest of them on lockdown because you can't just be like, oh, here's Black Panther 2. It's like, no. Yeah. But I think that's good because you don't want to fatigue out. You know, you don't want to just have like six new movies this year, you know. Right. Um, you know, Deadpool's in its own separate universe. So I'm not going to count that. But as far as the characters that are involved in this movie, they're on lockdown and we don't get to see them for at least another year. Oh, yeah. We're not going to get another Spider-Man or Black Panther But I'm okay or with that. Like that. It, it bums me out, you know, on a fan front. But you still, but the logically, next one's coming like, out in 2019. Yeah, right. Next May. isn't it planned? Next May is tentative so release from whatever. So you still get, you still get two new movies, two new Marvel movies in a year. Not bad. That's not bad. And you know, sometimes I feel like they were like, I don't know what year it was, but I felt like they just ran like six of them, and it was almost yeah. like overkill, and it was almost like ah, oh, another one I got to go see, and I still want to, but yeah, and they were good still, but it was almost a little overkill. So I. I'm 50-50 on that. I'm like, okay, the fan of me says, ah, oh, I got to wait another year, and everyone else is kind of, you know, now accounted for. But at the same time, logically, I'm like, good. I won't I won't burn out on this. So yeah. that's kind of my perspective on that. So can we move uh, into some of the things we... Predictions? Yes. May I say... This, you may. This is not something I read online. I think Peter Dinklage, because you saw Iron Man's suit. It's 
badly destroyed. And yeah. Thanos has cracked it. And that was scary when Thanos just pulled yeah. off his helmet. He's like, oh, shit. I think Peter Dinklage, Eerie, Eerie, Eerie. I don't remember his name. Whatever it was. The, the cool dwarf will cool craft dwarf. him a new one. I would like to see that happen. That would be neat. Yeah. To see an Something. Iron Man armor that is made in the same forge that, say, Thor's hammer and Axar. From the are. energy I mean, that's, of a star. That's cool. The, the Thanos killing kind. It, wouldn't, it couldn't be nanotech anymore. No. <laughs> I mean... But maybe it could be infused with Stark tech. I don't know. Somehow they can explain it. Hopefully. I think that's a really cool prediction. I'd like to see that happen. I want to know when the hell Adam Warlock is going to get here. I've heard now, not until Guardians 3, which will take place after this, obviously. Really? Yeah, which is a bummer. But I, I'm happy see, if I'm okay. wrong. So in the original in the original Infinity War, mm-hmm. Adam Warlock plays a big part. Oh, big. And so I... I expected to see him here because we had a hint of him in the last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right. When the Sovereign was creating a new being. Basically birthing him. And, yeah. they, and they said his name is Adam. And basically that's the, the geeks uh, who, who are reading these comics know that they're talking about Adam Warlock. And so that actually gave me kind of this sigh of relief going, oh, cool. That means he's going to be in at least some sort of similar role as he was in the comics in the Infinity War series. I agree. And then he didn't show up at all. And so I'm like, okay, well then my hope was, okay, he's got to show up in the second one at some point. But you're saying that, where did you hear, is is that just online rumor? Just just rumor and speculation. That he's not going to show up till Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which means that would be after, or 3, excuse me. So that would be after Infinity Infinity War 2 or whatever. It would almost seem like a missed opportunity to not turn him loose here. Yeah. And then we'll already know a little bit about him going into a, a bigger, more focused appearance in mm-hmm. a volume three or something like that. Hmm. I think I was wrong originally as I thought, having watched it first, I thought only the original Avengers, and I'm not saying original like comically speaking, but from the 2012, you know, debut, uh-huh. I thought only they were left. But there's a few other side players left like um, Okoye, uh, Rocket oh, is yeah, still there's a lot of side in play, Nebula is still around. Um, Mbaku. Mbaku. Mm-hmm. War Machine is still around. Yes. I don't consider him an original Avenger. I mean, he was there at the time, but no, he wasn't there well, for the formation. Well, his character was, sure, yeah. but I mean, him as War Machine was not. But I wonder what they planned to do. Like, that couldn't be just a coincidence that the main squeezes yep. are left. I hope we so, see more Hulk. Oh, me too. That was. I felt ripped off. Yeah. He got his ass kicked one time and he's like, no, I don't we want to We sort of got a little bit of it because he was in the Hulk Buster armor. But it wasn't the same. Yeah. And so, okay, let's go over who died and who lived. So who lived was Iron Man, Captain America, Black Widow, Thor, Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. Rocket, War Machine, Okoye, M'Baku, and Nebula. That's correct. I think that's it. I think that's right. And then who died was Bucky, Black Panther, Scarlet Witch, Groot, Falcon, Doctor Strange, Mantis, Drax, Star-Lord, so basically there's no Guardians anymore, uh, and Spider-Man. Which was, you know he's coming back. They already talked about you know his own sequel, but that was emotional when he was like... Spider-Man? Yeah, like, I you see a, he was like a scared kid. It, it was. I thought it was a little cheesy that everybody fades away within a matter of a second or two, and then Spider-Man gets like 20 seconds of saying he doesn't want to go to his yeah. mentor. I just was like, okay, you know, a little heavy-handed here. Agreed. Let's just let him fade away. He's the only kid in the group. I know. But, it, you know, let's talk about that ending, though. Okay. Let's just talk about that. What do you want to... 
that came as a big surprise. I oh, think totally. to everyone watching it, even those of us who know from the comics that Thanos does snap his finger and all 50% of the life in the universe go away. We still didn't expect to see that in a movie like this because I think the average moviegoer is like, yeah, in the comics, that's one thing, but they're not going to do that in the movies. Mm. And they did. And I got to give them credit for that. That was something that they was... They went there. They went there. Yeah. And that was unexpecting. It's it's deep water for, for Marvel. It's it's dark territory for sure. And I mean, we know... But that's I, just going to make part two even sweeter when they come yes. out of it somehow. And how they plan to do that, I can't wait to... I don't want to know. I don't want to overanalyze. I'll be like, we'll see. They'll do this. No, I just want to be completely surprised. I really do. And I hope like when they inevitably do show a new trailer, whenever that does come out, it's mm-hmm. not going to give away too much. This this trailer set of trailers really kept the movie under wraps too. Oh God, yeah. I think they, I think they did a really good job with that. Yes, it, 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 they highlighted everything just to make you excited. And there was a couple scenes specifically. Oh, when we one, say who died, Heimdall died too. Oh, Heimdall did too. Oh, yeah. and Loki. Did I mention Loki? Not in that list, but we did earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but um, specifically at the end, those and were of some course guys. Gamora. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I don't think I was. I didn't mention the people who died of other causes prior <laughs> besides to the, the, snap. the snap. Yeah. yeah. Snap heard around the world. Now, here's a question. Do you think that the people who died before the snap are coming back? No. Not at all? I don't think they should either. Gamora, Vision, and Loki. I think one of that actually... Okay. No to all those except for Vision, because I had written this down. Did they copy enough of Vision's basically consciousness minus the stone to be able to recreate him? Was that her name? Shuri? Shuri? Yeah. Yeah. And remember, she didn't get to finish it completely, but did she get enough? And that that is going to be something that comes up. I don't, I don't need to see Vision she, back. I really don't. I don't either. He, he never moved the needle for me. Did you hear that one girl after we we're doing? Vision's like my favorite character. Oh, and the to first time their, we saw it, yeah. to each their own. But I'm like, Vision's your favorite character? Yeah. Uh, Come you on. you see most into this AI character? Who's yeah. Maybe she just has around? a thing okay. for Paul Bettany. I don't know. I don't know. I think Vision could be brought back though, I, but not the same. You I know think what I'm they, saying? I think they absolutely just, have a way of writing that back in. Yeah. But I feel like realistically, Shuri was trying to get the 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 detach uh, the the mind the stone off of him. Yes. While keeping him alive. Yeah. It wasn't downloading his consciousness necessarily. Yeah. That, it was a little just here's some tech and it's gonna they didn't completely explain. Oh no, that. of course they don't. I mean they didn't they, they didn't, didn't need to. They but didn't need to. They didn't have to. There yeah. was a lot in this movie that I, I, more in this movie than any other Marvel movie did they just kind of go maybe you guys as viewers should just just suspend your disbelief for a yeah, little just, bit. Yeah, just just need you to accept this. Just for... oh yes, uh, humans are on a different planet and breathing just fine and gravity's just about the same. Yeah, just just let it go. As we're wrapping up here, something that I know tickled you a little bit and kind of made a few people go, huh, well, that's convenient, or why'd they do that? Referring specifically to when Doctor Strange sacrificed, you know, gave up his stone for Tony's life. Specifically after saying, hey, if it comes down to it, you and your Spidey boy, I'll let you die before I give up the stone. And then yet, right when Tony's about to get the death blow from Thanos, wait, no, no tricks, here's the stone. When he's future scanning and he sees the 14 million and some odd scenarios playing out remember only one in which they win i think that's the one even though oh, yeah, yeah it's completely against his intuition his training and everything he knows to give up the time stone but maybe that's the one scenario that could even possibly yeah. lead to in victory. this one scenario out of the 14 million 600 something that we that that he saw only one wins in that one he got the time stone and you remember after he gave it up he says we're in the end game now so something tells me he's like yeah 
God, and, and right before he died, he said it was the only way. Yes. Or something along something those lines. Something along those lines, yeah. So I, I think that is why, because I know that didn't work for a lot of people. Like, wait, because well, that and was it didn't enough- work for me at first, too. But you once you kind of mentioned that, I was like, oh, of course. Why did that not even well, cross my mind? And that was something, sorry, go back to just a little tinge of bad when they kept doing that theme. Hey, we don't trade lies. And yet that you did. So, yeah, eh, whatever. That was fine enough, I guess. That whole we don't trade lives thing to me just did not work. It's like, oh, we don't trade lives. You mean that one artificial intelligence life versus the hundreds on the battlefield that are dying right now? Yeah. We don't try. Okay. We don't trade life at all. Okay. Here's a question I have for you based on the events of this movie. Is Thor the last Asgardian? Because remember, they're pretty much all on the ship. Everyone's Mm -hmm. laid to waste. Maybe. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Where's that Valkyrie from uh, Ragnarok? Were we just led to believe that she's know. off doing her own thing or she's well, was see, on the ship? That, who knows? She might show up in the next one. She might. That'd be cool. Also, if you're super picky like me sometimes, where's Lady Sif? If you know what I'm talking about, cool. If not, look her up. She was in the previous two Thor movies. She could be out there. I don't know. Just saying. Before I say that that's pretty much all I have to offer, just a little thing that is in the back of my mind. Wong. Remember, he's asked Banner where he's going to go, and he says, well, I'm going to stay here and protect these artifacts in the library. Will we expect to see him again? Because he was, you know, mixing it up for I that don't first think scene. so. He's not, really, he's not really of the upper echelon of heroes that's right. going to actually make a big difference in a tier. Thanos Infinity War type story. I You're just, right. I mean, he was he was not he was like not even secondary. He was a step down. If the fight comes Third back to dairy. Earth, maybe you'll see him make an appearance. But kind of feel maybe. like they're done on Earth. They got to go get him in space. Oh, and where was Thanos at the end of that movie? Like, where was that? Remember, he's like, I just want to see the sunrise. Oh, I don't know. So, so a- there is that moment where he sees young Gamora again, mm-hmm. and everything is orange. And I actually had to look it up because I was like, where is he there? And the thought was that he was inside the Soul Gem. Oh, that makes sense. Well, Be- thus the orange tint. Just the right. Thus the orange tint. Because in the comics, and I don't remember this from the comics, but apparently in the comics, the soul gem can actually house like people consciousnesses yes. can they, live that there. Maybe explains how everyone comes back who faded to ash. And I think so. I think maybe that's when the going gem's to destroyed or well, something. Maybe that. Yeah, I'm not sure. One of the things I hope they do not do is I hope they have a better way of bringing all these heroes back than to simply. Get have somebody get a hold of the gauntlet and just reverse time. Mm. I feel like that's too easy. Maybe it's Doctor too Strange much of an needs easy to be out. the one to do that, and like maybe has to sacrifice himself in the process. I or don't something. know. I I mean I, I, I think there's I guarantee more death there's coming. gonna be. Oh yeah, there's gonna be more death, and here's where like more permadeath. Now we're gonna have yeah exactly. We're gonna have some of these characters who we thought might die in this movie. I'm more strongly believing that in the next movie we're gonna see Captain America or Iron Man, or both, die. They're going to have to somehow sacrifice themselves. Yes. Final thing that I have, truly, is that gauntlet still serviceable? Because remember, it was pretty fried looking. It was crushed. But we see a second gauntlet on the... um, I think that that, was just a mold. Yes, but could that be harnessed? Or maybe could they use that Oh, they could make it again. Sure. Yeah. Why not? So Sutton tells me that gauntlet that he used, and it granted him his wish, basically, and now it looks pretty fried. I think that one's out of play going forward. I don't know. But it's going to be fun to see. Yeah, it'd be dangerous, though, to make another gauntlet that can harness the stones again. So. Cool movie. Yeah. It, all... it was worth the wait, for sure. And it is nice seeing so many years of time, effort, and attention to detail. Really, I'd say, 
for the most part, pay off on screen. I think I think Marvel and Kevin Feige, who is kind of helping plan all of these stories and doing the whole long game here, I think they have done an amazing, just near genius job in filmmaking. I agree. They've done something that's never really been done before where you can have 10 years of films where you have two to three, maybe even up to four, I can't remember, a year come out and they all still somehow make sense in the grand scheme of things and they have these Avengers kind of group movies that were and and Civil War where they're just bringing these teams back together and they work and they work very well and I think this one was no exception. I think this movie was one of the best Marvel films that I've seen. I agree. How would you rate this? Whatever I would feels right to you. I would rate this thing. I mean, there's a lot of flaws in it, but it doesn't necessarily ruin it. I mean, I, I'm not focusing on them. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And so my overall enjoyment, I would put this at a 92. I give this a solid B plus for me. <laughs> we always I'll, do that where we rate them with different scales. Why up. do we do that? I, because I never want to be the same twice. I feel... Like it'll be easier to rate both movies having seen them because it's not done. I know, yet, you know, I agree with you. It's like, oh, but how- it is still there's a strong endpoint to this. Yes, but I just feel like maybe the whole Infinity War experience when the part two, assuming that's the last part, we don't know for sure, but that seems like a safe and that's bet. kind of what they've hinted at. Yeah, multiple times. So maybe I can give it a whole grade with the two pieces combined. But as of right now, um. The 2018 entry, it's a B-plus in my book. I really enjoyed it, and it was worth a second watch for sure. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? You should let us know. Before we get out of here, we'll, of course, let you know how to get a hold of us, but we've got a few more things to address, do we not? Yes, we do. First of which is Shadow of the Synopsis, which is your turn to read me a synopsis, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to see if I can just guess what movie, game, TV show, whatever it is, what, what the title is. You guys know it. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. The year is 2021, and half of Earth's population is suffering from a disease known as nerve attenuation syndrome. A known data courier is hired to carry 320 gigabytes of crucial information to safety from Pharmacon Corporation because the internet is no longer a stable place to do so. He's pursued by Yakuza agents and a crazed cyborg, all the while he must deliver the data or die in 24 hours. Based on that short synopsis um what do you got take a minute i could be totally wrong on this we kind of but i'm just gonna go go here is it that johnny mnemonic bing we finally are back on is it oh man with your boy keanu reeves with my boy yep god reddit loves him too don't don't they he's dude that guy's like 80 years old now and he (laughs) looks fucking sexy as hell and i picked one of his shittier movies too because oh it wasn't great it's a horrible movie. You know what's funny is I really want to do that movie a long time ago, and I kind of forgot, and then I was listening to another podcast. I know, sorry, there are other podcasts out there. No, there's there. not. Shh, shh, shh. No, there's not. But there's this audio recording show on a semi-reoccurring basis uh, called How Did This Get Made? And they, Yeah. Uh, How did they do that one? Yeah, just recently. I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally meant to do that as a, a shadow of the synopsis. Horrible movie. Uh, had Dolph Lundgren in it, though. Kind of cool. That makes it great. And uh, Dina Meyer, who he was also with in Devil's Advocate. I don't know why that's relevant. I'm glad you got that. Did you get that at home? It's okay if not. Fun to play along. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. Final thing. Yes. We're going to give you an awesome quote that we're going to leave you with. This one I am pulling from the original first Marvel 
I'm talking Marvel Studio film, Iron Man. Ten years in the making now. The reason I am going to play this clip is because it's the first time we ever hear of the Avengers. And this is right back at the very first Marvel Studios movie, Iron Man, at the end credit scene when we see Fury, Nick Fury, for the first time, talk to Tony Stark about the Avengers initiative. Jarvis. Welcome home, I am Iron Man. You think you're the only superhero in the world? Mr. Stark, you become part of a bigger universe. You just don't know it yet. Who the hell are you? Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. We hope this got to you in a timely fashion. Chances are you saw the movie. Wow. A lot to talk about. And we could have gone on a little bit longer, but we like to keep these relatively within a time frame. So thank you for listening to our 53rd episode of the Random Fandom with Brandon Brandon. Age of Infinity War. I keep saying age. <laughs> Infinity War. Age of Thanos. Send us your thoughts. Our email is randomfandomcast at gmail.com. You can also tweet to us at randomfandomwbb. And check out all our previous episodes. Whatever you're listening to us on, just check us out there after you've listened to this episode. Thank you very much for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky. Bye now.